0: can't start a fire you can't start a fire without some cum this comes for hire what's up guys you're listening to the film drunk broadcast and we got all the gang here we got a couple of old favorites a couple of old standbys first i'm gonna kick it to the irregular regular joining me live from los angeles california even if
1: you're just dancing in the cum, you didn't finish you didn't resolve the
0: melody dude it's ironic that us that we wouldn't finish on a song about cum.
1: wow that is true that but i know that wasn't planned and here's the thing with me if you start a melody you have to resolve it otherwise i go crazy and then i snap
0: like the joker hey look at that you have to do uh you you have to turn it into uptown girl i'm surprised you didn't go there exactly even if you're just dancing
1: in the up- i can't do it right now oh. dude. you just you put me on the spot i you know fucked it up i know and you gotta let it happen naturally
0: joining us once again his triumphant reappearance on the show he's got a new comedy album this week uh it's mr joey avery oh great to be here vince i don't have any songs about come but
2: i'm sure i will soon yeah. We'll, 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 Any day now. We'll work we'll like that. my baby takes the morning. Morning.
1: She <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: <laughs> likes that? to go lum, lum, de lum. <laughs> yeah. Again, there you go. I thought you'd that was,
1: like that, Matt. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm into that, it. That one came quick. You did. Hey, We're off to a fire start, <laughs> well, you guys. It's going to be a fucking episode, boys. Yeah. Uh, it's going to
0: be at least one episode. <laughs> <laughs> On this episode, we're going to be talking about. The new movie that's sweeping the nation, pitting brother against brother, father uh, against mother. It's Joker starring uh, Joaquin Phoenix.
1: Hell yeah. And dude, I'm so excited to talk about it because if there's one thing about this movie that's true, it hasn't been talked about enough. That's there right. are not enough takes. There are not there's, enough takes. There needs to be more takes uh regarding this film because as we know, it's gonna be one of those uh, like uh you know, cultural signifiers of our time. People will judge uh history from now on for it'll be BJ and AJ. BJ before Joker, AJ yep. after Joker. This is our fucking Bible. Hell yeah, dude! I'm excited. <laughs> Finally, a movie for us. Yes. <laughs> so I learned from a new, yeah. uh,
0: from a recent uh, Vanity Fair profile of, uh, of Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, first of all, that he was born in an occult. Like his family was in a cult when he was growing up. Well, that's obvious. His name explains is the fucking name, Joaquin <laughs> yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, I get which it. Wasn't that surprised? I feel like I'd heard that at one point or another, but I'd assumed it. I just assumed it, and yeah. I was right. But also, like their original name was Bottom. Their last, like Phoenix, isn't their original last name. Uh, it used to be Bottom, get the fuck Bottom, out of here. which means Bottom. that his older brother River Phoenix, uh, his birth name was River Bottom, and his it, younger brother Power. Of yeah. course.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh lovely lovely thanks bottom Wait, I, so thought it, you, I thought you were gonna say bottom which uh means uh butt
2: yeah well that also would have been very good i
1: thought that's what you were gonna say uh, Vince, yeah. but you you didn't uh so
2: he was river bottom and then they're like you know what let's go phoenix yeah, yeah let's
0: go phoenix and then uh joaquin apparently like changed he b- briefly changed his name to leaf uh when he was like a teenager when he was also oh, famous, he's like never not famous. How I mean, early I, was he famous? I kind of get it. You kind of how get, early? How get that he? You kind of get that he was famous? Or you get that he wanted to change his name to Leaf?
1: No, I, I I get him wanting to change his name to Leaf because of the fact that he like his sister is Summer, his brother is River, and he's right. just Joaquin. Like Joaquin's <laughs> kind of a boring ass name. Like it, it's an interesting name if your brother is Bill and your sister <laughs> yeah. is Kelsey, but like leaf i get it it's like uh it's like being named autumn but a man
0: yeah i mean like any other family joaquin would be the coolest name but yeah got a that, brother that, named that, river that sure. not so much
1: he's got to stand out in that family man otherwise fucking river's getting all the poos yeah. you know
0: how he does it? Is he goes hey
1: i'm Joaquin here <laughs> hey <laughs> i'm walking <Joaquin> here <laughs> If they yeah, were f- every room he enters into.
0: <laughs> if they were from yeah. New York, that's what that's that would be a joke. Yeah, but, uh, I'm walking in here. That's great. That is just fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So before we get to the Joker, I wanted to uh, talk about like a real life this Joker. Joker
1: over here. Yeah, how about to say
0: clowns in Congress? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, society, okay. politics. We got him. Yeah. No, oh, I was actually okay. going to talk about uh, Terrence Howard because we didn't get a chance. To talk about yeah. Terrence Howard at the Emmys, and I feel like he is the closest thing we have to like a real life Joker, like a real trickster. He's putting all of society on trial. And, yes, he uh, is, dude. And this was his this red, whole
1: systems on trial. This
0: was his red carpet interview uh, for the Emmys. Stars so and on the big
4: screen as well. Lucius is in the house. Terrence Howard here. You made huge headlines when you said after you complete these 15 episodes of Empire. You gotta walk away for a while or forever? For good, I'm, I'm, I mean, everyone keeps trying to tell me, don't say it's forever, but I spent 37 years pretending to be people so that people can pretend to watch and enjoy what I'm doing when I've made some discoveries in my own personal life with <laughs> the science that you know Pythagoras was searching for. I was able to open up the flower of life properly and find the real world. <laughs>
0: He made some dis- some discoveries that Pythagoras was searching for. He opened up the Flower of Life. That's dude, hot, honestly. He got when you all think up about in the Flower oh, of
1: Life, dude. Wow. He took his giant beak and he lapped up the nectar. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Now he's just <laughs> sipping the fucking flower of life and it tastes sweet. It tastes like one plus one is one. Hall.
0: <laughs> where do you think he's going with this, you guys? Where do you think he's I mean, I think he's about to drop some profound knowledge on it. Where do, where okay, do you? Okay,
1: well, we know he has some very specialized theories about math. We've covered this on the show extensively. Uh, he wrote an entire like uh, treatise on the fact that two plus two equals two. Uh, no, no. From it's, what
0: I, it's it's that one times one equals two and not one.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. That's I tight. I, I, I almost got the insane math wrong. Uh, forgive me. What <laughs> I meant <laughs> was one times one equals two. Yeah. So I imagine he's talking about Pythagoras. Uh, I don't know much about the flower, uh, but uh, yeah. So he's gonna drop some some you know flat earther bombs here.
0: Yeah. All right. Here we go
4: conjugations that we've been looking for for 10,000 years. Why would I continue, you know, walking on water for tips when I've got an entire generation to teach a whole new world? So that, that's a big remark. What, what...
2: you you sympathize with that guy because i would do the exact same you're locked into like this mode where everything's exciting so nothing's more exciting so you just everything just comes out wow that's interesting you've discovered the secret to life can you give us a hint
1: yeah i mean really though is he is he talking about common core? Because I've heard bad things about common core. If he's going to teach his kids common core math, then I think it's a real problem. If he thinks more kids are going to listen to his math theories than
2: like watch Empire, he might actually be upset. He should just change his character into yeah. a guy that teaches people these theories in the seedy underbelly of Hollywood.
1: Yeah, honestly, they really should just rewrite the character so that uh, he's less of a record producer, uh, more of a math teacher, and then, uh-huh. uh, and then <laughs> you know, I would really watch it'd be great the if it show. was just like
0: it was like a version of Stand and Deliver uh, with Terrence Howard, but instead of like teaching kids to love math, he was just like an insane guy, and he's like drawing bad uh, equations that don't actually work, like with his own poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i mean
1: here's the thing uh we don't know enough about math in this room to to prove him wrong you know what I'm true saying? so I, like he could be onto something
0: i think today's stand and deliver is actually like a flat earther teacher who's just teaching his his, his kids he's red pilling all the children He's just holding
1: up a paper plate and he goes, the reason you can see across this paper plate is the same reason that you should be able to see the sun and the moon (laughs) at the same time the earth is shaped like a plate.
0: (laughs) Penguins guard the edge of the earth. I also enjoy that he just casually dropped the idea that he's been quote walking on water for tips. Like he just casually compared yeah. himself to Jesus, and everybody's like, Oh yeah, no, that was the per- that was the most normal thing that you said in that sentence. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, to be fair, what is acting but walking on water for tips? You know? <laughs> right I mean, acting is basically performing little miracles. Uh, and and getting paid what peanuts for it, you know, and and people would say that Jesus was the
2: first actor, which is why he was so skinny.
1: Exactly, and (laughs) Jewish. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) he had all the connections.
0: Yeah, his original last name was actually like Jesus Weinstein, but uh, he shortened it (laughs) so that he could get along. He didn't didn't want to be associated because he could see the future. What is happening? Who's who's got a train? I.
2: I I live uh, unfortunately close to a fire department. So, oh. <laughs> we've got another one coming. Oh so, man. uh so It's That's, good good rent in San Francisco here. We get fights out the window. Oh, we got yeah. another fire truck. It's fun though. I like it. I like lights. I've always enjoyed shiny
0: things. Yeah, they're chasing well, Joaquin Phoenix down the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's running I mean, Phoenix now. Hey, oh, jeez. <laughs> Come on. on. On the
1: plus side, Joey, um at least you're paying an exorbitant amount of money that
2: is true that's what i like but it's a free city and people are like oh your city's gross it's like we're allowed to poop on the street that's called fucking freedom you know what
1: yeah that's what that's what real liberty is
2: yeah we're busy we have startups to run i don't have time to use a bathroom
1: yeah when benjamin franklin attached that key to the kite what he was really doing was hiding the bathroom key at the bar so that people <laughs> had to true. shit in the streets. That is exactly. <laughs> so shitting on the show street
0: wh- is actually a life hack. A lot, a lot of people do. Yeah, know that. that's Absolutely. true. <laughs> hack your life, shit on the street.
1: Um, got, God bless Terrence Howard, man.
0: Yeah, all right. I feel he, like he's he's got more to say though. You he, you know, oh, well, I think well, he, he just got. Be he's been famous for too
2: long. Yeah. This is why, like, I think comics are lucky because most comics break when they're, like, 37 and they don't have time to be like, maybe I'm really a math guy. They're like, I yeah. just got to
0: fucking ride this
1: out. And then if they, if they break young, they die, which is nice. <laughs> Exa-
0: I, yeah. I think he's got a good strategy, which is that, like, if you, if you act crazy enough, no one will talk about the time that you beat up your wife.
1: That's a really good point.
0: That is true. Like he can't get me tooed if people are too busy talking about like teriology and his like collection of crystals that he's making with hot glue in his basement. This do is you what mean Antonio Brown.
1: <laughs> or do you mean me one times one? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Think about it. It's been me one
0: this whole time.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, you guys. He's got a little bit more to say, so I'm gonna go back. Yeah, to yeah. Terry. Let's hear it.
4: Well let me put it this way, all energy in the universe is expressed in motion, all motion is expressed in waves, all waves are curved, so where does the straight lines come from to make the platonic solids? There are no straight lines. So when I took the flower of life and opened it properly, I found a whole new wave conjugation that expose the in-between spaces that's, it's the thing that holds us all together. You're gonna be sharing that. I'm sharing that on Tuesday. <laughs> he did it.
1: Can you give us a preview? <laughs> yeah. Is this a, a a slam poem or is this a a rap that you're gonna be doing? The dude is at complete loss for words, and you gotta
0: you gotta feel for him because this what is, can you do? This is great improvising. I mean, this is just classic live TV veteran moves all around. Is yeah.
1: it?
2: I have this thing where, like, you know, you you hear someone say something like that that's obviously blatantly crazy, and you can tell that it's crazy, but when he keeps talking for long enough, you're like, I don't know where I'd be able to find that many words, so there might actually be something
1: going on here. Exactly. If you say enough words in a row... (laughs) <laughs> eventually you get you get a sentence yeah. and if you say enough of those sentences i'm gonna glaze over and just think yeah he's probably right what do i all know all right this guy's super smart i'm gonna go back to
2: watching tv like an idiot
1: you know the truth of it is you give terrence howard a fucking british accent and like a, a sexy eyeliner and he's just that that one motherfucker russell uh, Brand. Fr- He's Russell Brand, dude. Yeah. Like, honestly, how is he not Russell Brand? We we think Russell Brand is a genius. Cause, cause he talk like this, it like do everything he just said, but be like, I opened up the flower of life, yeah, and then I saw all Pythagoras see, and then I was like, you what, mate? And then I discovered one times one is two. Me too. <laughs> like. <laughs> Honestly, we give Russell Brand way too much credit for just saying bread pie over and over. Oh no, again. yeah.
0: you know Russell Brand's terrible. I don't yeah. I I've I don't, never given him much credit.
1: I don't hate him, but I just think that I he's tricked my brain into thinking that he's very, very profound. Well see, but Russell
0: I, Brand, like he has some points. They're just like they're so vague that you're kinda like, Yeah, I guess I yeah. could see how that's true. Whereas Terrence Howard is just completely off of the map where he's like the space yeah. talking about the spaces between spaces. The yeah. Russell
2: what fucks Russell Brand is how much time you end up being exposed to him because he's got you for like for, like, if it's a two minute clip, he's gonna get you. Yeah, but if you watch really, him talk yeah. for like 30 minutes, he'll like make one point. You're like, damn, I never thought about it like that. Then I'll make another point. And you're like, wait, has this motherfucker just been re explaining things to me that I already understood and then slipping in a few <laughs> things that are just totally wrong?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, t- 25 <laughs> but He's minutes. wearing a fucking scarf yeah 25 minutes into him talking about anything and you just realize oh he's just trying to fuck my girlfriend (laughs) like that uh, it's like you you get him in just little little bite-sized bites and then you're like he's a genius but all together it's just an elaborate scheme to cuck me
0: (laughs) i see you motherfucker (laughs) yeah all right uh here's more terry
4: Tuesday, when I receive my star, I'm going to be able to prove that gravity is only an effect and not a force. I'm putting something on YouTube really? where I will build the planet Saturn without gravity and build the Milky Way galaxy yeah. without gravity. Did you wow. see so your get star? Yeah. Um- <laughs> I
0: like that part where he's, <laughs> where he's telling her he's going to rebuild Saturn in the Milky Way, and she's like, and she's "Did like, you just you're say getting you're a getting a star? star? No way." <laughs>
1: So he's getting a Hollywood Walk of Fame star, and that is definitely the most interesting and profound thing that he has said during that interview. Well, Good except for that, he's
2: going to hold back the secret to gravity until his star is unveiled.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do like it's that. Saw timing. Is- I mean, he's holding all of humanity hostage. He's like, "You better give me my star, or you will not learn how to create the planet Saturn in the Milky Way galaxy without gravity."
0: (laughs) Oh, see, the best part of this is he actually brings it back. Like he he goes off the map. He tells you he's going to rebuild the solar system, and he still brings it back to like petty showbiz gripes at the end of this clip, which is the which which is what makes Terrence Howard a genius ultimately.
4: The walk of, On the Walker thing oh, which is interesting. How am I getting a star when I've never for a TV when I've never received an Emmy nomination for TV? You're a presenter tonight. You can do whatever you want. When you stand in front of that <laughs> microphone. What are you gonna do? I have no idea. I'm just I'm just being honest and looking at it.
0: I'm just saying it's pretty crazy that I got a star but no Emmy nomination. How do you explain yeah. that? <laughs>
1: yeah 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 it's uh that's definitely the craziest thing that's ever happened to terrence howard <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, oh my god it's great do you think he's on acid he, i hope i mean it sounds like speed like everything that he's talking about right. where he's like building uh like for a while he said he was awake 16 hours a day like trying to build uh figures out of like plastic and hot glue to prove uh his which really just yeah. sounds like somebody on meth.
1: No, that's yeah. that's he's bi- that's bipolar mania right there is what that is. This is like yep. clearly there's like there's some severe delusional psychosis happening and the red carpet is one of those places where you're not going to get someone to be like, oh, "Well, time to go to a doctor, buddy." You know? <laughs> yeah. Like
2: like it's he's kind one of one of a kind,
1: isn't he? Just yeah, another yeah. snowflake. No one like him. Yeah, I mean, you you really he's this is it makes you feel bad for celebrities which is rare for me but there really is no one around him in his atmosphere who who is going to just be like hey uh time to see a psychiatrist no the buddy. best
0: part is is that it is like the the Rolling Stone profile i think it was where he revealed all this stuff about Terryology. um he has like a live-in girlfriend who like helps him with all this stuff and uh man that like that's just impressive we- that you could be we- like that, crazy, and you can get another human being to participate in it with you.
2: Yes, yeah, spoiler an alert.
0: Yeah.
2: Spoiler alert, unless it's like the Joker's girlfriend. Oh, oh shit, dude. shit. Oh, man. I'm Impossible. so glad you're here.
0: You're here for the segues because like, I was wondering how to segue, and you just did I it. I nailed it for you. I got you, dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. You really helped out, man, because I tell you, it is it is hard to find a segue on this show without Vince just mucking it up. <laughs> I love
2: segues.
0: <laughs> Writing them, saying them, They're everything. Fun. Uh, They're fun. So, a good time. So the Joker. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's the Joker or just Joker. I need uh, Justin just, Timberlake to school me on that one, but...
1: It's just Joker, asshole. Okay.
0: Sorry. Um, I think this movie was actually pretty damn good. Uh, I didn't really care about like i I was into it i mean mostly it's just watching joaquin phoenix do his thing and i could always do acting i could always watch that because man that guy can act but also there was like the clown union which was amazing um i thought it was i enjoyed the movie
1: i really i really liked it i really really liked it it was it was at the point at which i saw it i saw it on monday um and at that point Every take, every opinion had already been, you know, like making the rounds for weeks. And then the kind of uh, overriding opinion was um, this is mediocre, solidly mediocre. And I was like, good, 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 good. I want to see it because I I don't want to think it's the best. I don't want to think it's the worst. I just want to see a mediocre ass Joker movie. And it, it surpassed my expectations. Yeah, man. I think it's a lot better than mediocre. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. And that's the best way to go and seeing it. You go and seeing it, not thinking that uh, it's gonna be the cultural experience, and it wasn't. But it also was a pretty fantastic movie. To I me, thought.
0: to me, like the only bad thing about, or the only thing that I think it's good, but I think the only thing that people were reacting to is that it has like the baggage of a thousand like Batman uh, properties and like a thousand iterations of the Joker, like. But outside and a thousand of that, think pieces. Yeah, but outside of that, like that was a good movie. Yeah, yeah, I th- I thought it was great, and I
2: feel like it's it's one of those things where because everyone has basically put a political lens on it, that's what everyone's talking about. Yes. And then you go see it, and if you don't buy into that, you're just left being like, I feel like everyone's talking about this because they don't actually have like a real or unique criticism of the movie instead of, like, what is it maybe actually saying? But right. Most of those takes I found kind of dumb to be like, well, you can't make a type of movie like this and glorify this. It's like, well, if you want an origin story for this fucking character, it, yeah. what's it going to look like? Like, what do you... Are we not allowed to have characters I,
0: like I, this no. anymore? And, like, I, the, I, more, the more I think about it, like, the better it is politically. Because he, like, he yes. is... He's like this joker that exists in the tail end of the 70s uh, when, you know, he like works at a clown union and all like all the all all these safety nets are like crumbling around him. There's like a there's like a garbage strike going on. He's he's living Mm -hmm. through like the tail end of uh, organized labor. And then, yeah, it's takes place
1: in 1981.
0: Yeah. And he's getting fucked over because, you know, the government's cutting his uh, his services, his psychological uh, services. And he becomes like this hero uh, for killing rich people, Uh, and like that actually is a pretty good setup for like a bloated fascist Batman to come in and restore order. Absolutely, like this this is exactly why people would turn to like the fascism of uh, superheroes. But I think if you like, if you are reacting, I think people are almost reacting uh, like they want to love Batman as like a good guy. And, right. And, and they
1: forget the fact that Batman is a rich fucking fascist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like he's like a little Trump who did karate lessons, uh, and he's got no superpowers and And this movie kind of like pointed out that like uh you know all of these rich people are super murderable and and and, and, and you know, not to say that murder obviously is not the right answer, and I did like the fact that they uh you know uh, made a point to show what truly drives the joker is him is him being nihilistic and also bitter,
0: yeah. Uh, because he doesn't but, have politics to tell him what he's angry about. Like he Yeah,
1: I don't know how many he's times they like had a, to scream. He's like a Trump voter. And how many times do they have to scream, I'm not political, for someone writing a think piece to be like, oh, I don't know about that. This seems pretty <laughs> political. It's like, no, he's a fucking loose cannon. He's a wild card. He's literally the Joker. He's literally
0: a wild card. Yeah, like, right.
2: And he's, like, accidentally connected to his movement. I and mean, he still doesn't really, like, feel it. You but know? People, yeah.
0: kind of, they, people kind of react to the character exactly how they react to, like... The Trump voter where it's like this crazy person who's not very smart, who has a list of like legitimate grievances, Grievances, but doesn't know how to express them. And so they're like, oh, he's just racist or he's just like he just hates women. And you're like, "Uh, maybe, but that's not really the point. I don't think.
1: Yeah, it's like people completely whitewash the absolute hopelessness that drives you to like nihilistic violence yes. and shit like that. And that's not to say there aren't like hell of fucking Nazis out there who very much have like an ethos that they follow about like cleansing the white race. Oh, for and sure. Shit. But like the majority of the people who are following Joker are just like, oh hell yeah,
3: dude, he kill those fucking rich people. Yeah. Fuck yeah. He, yeah. and then it's like they,
0: they made him into an incel and i was like why is he an incel he's just like he's a lonely incel. crazy guy
1: yeah I, and i is love it- how it's like he's literally suffering from horrible mental illness the whole movie and people are like uh oh, these incels and i'm like <laughs> jesus christ i can't take this like liberal bullshit anymore of like completely disregarding mental illness as like a legitimate problem in society like it is a problem people are mentally
0: ill or and loneliness like, in general like as well, a thing
1: yeah l- loneliness fucking mental illness all that shit and it's just like uh, all these writers like "Oh, this is like a for incels and i was like jesus christ yeah, And he notably people... didn't kill women yeah i mean it, it's just he didn't even kill the little person he didn't even kill him he didn't
0: even <laughs> you would have killed he fucked him maybe he wouldn't have been so angry
1: yeah i should have fucked the little guy
0: <laughs> but it's like he didn't even hate women like he had one girlfriend that he realized wasn't his real girlfriend and he was like oh shit he, and he wasn't yeah. like he would. He didn't go off like Elliot Roger and decide to start like killing, taking revenge. I, on I'm going to
2: sound like the the idiot here, but because I know incel is like involuntary celibate. Does it mean that you like? because of that you hate women yeah, or can't yeah you also just be kind of like a crazed loner who doesn't have sex yes. i don't follow the community i've heard it like mentioned a million times and i kind yeah. of get it but i don't know what the clear like line is or if we're just using it to lump together no i don't a think anyone knows exactly
0: problems. what it means and that's the thing
1: honestly honestly and I- excuse me for uh my language here but i feel like Uh, at this point incel is how white women call uh, call white men faggot like that's (laughs) that's like like they're liberal now so they they know they can't say that because that's problematic <laughs> yeah so so instead of calling them that they just call them incels it's like you just you would just call this person a fucking gay lord in middle school and now you realize oh i can't do that what you're saying is unfuckable loser and yeah, that's the yeah. thing it's like there are Lots of unfuckable losers who are fucking shitty on the internet and fuck all those people. But also, not everyone who is sad and lonely is like an incel that is uh, a a murderous misogynist. Some people are, you know, so, so lonely and autistic and fucking on the spectrum. And some people, it's like it's it's the most dismissive way of categorizing. Uh, people who are very, very sad. And the movement started out
2: like in a very earnest thing where it was, because I, I don't remember where I heard it, but I listened to something it with was like a American founder. Life or something. Some, or it one of was of like Reply All. It was right, one exact, of those. Yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. I think it probably was Reply oh, All. Oh, yeah. Reply yeah. All's good.
0: It's it, a great no, podcast. No, it is. I'm not shitting on it.
2: it. Yeah, um, but it um, it was it was like the founder of the incel community. And I can't remember if it was a guy or a girl. But oh yeah, it was a girl. I can't remember that? Now. Yeah, she was basically saying she's like, no, this was supposed to be like an earnest thing. I had to leave the community because it because became toxic and because I
1: fucked.
2: Yeah, but, yeah. Because uh, she
1: started fucking and yeah. and uh, and then it became this like kind of men's only thing, and then it became kind of like this radicalized, like reactionary, misogynist support group, and that totally exists that's totally a real fucking thing uh like incels who call themselves incels are are fucked up people you know yeah. they're 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 mean and misogynistic and they're the ones who are like doing GamerGate and shit but this idea that you can just dismiss someone as an incel because they're sad is like <laughs> right you're just calling them a gay wad like just say it at this point <laughs> yeah just say it you, you like this this fucking you know pretending to be like woke and shit it's like you're not woke you're just a fucking mean person
0: i did think it was funny that uh like the lead up i mean todd phillips did do himself any favors in the lead up to this movie because he was like, you know, com- he was basically complaining about why he doesn't do comedy anymore. Uh, oh you God, know,
1: that was a fucking worst. Because like
0: people are too woke now, which is weird because like this movie is uh, probably his funniest movie. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean it's funnier than I I was, but I I'm not. I've never understood why people enjoyed the hangover it just was one of those movies that i like watched i think i watched it too late it like it already been if i
0: had seen it in theaters maybe i'd have liked it i think the only the only thing that the hangover did was introduce the world to zach galifianakis and like if you first of all if you already knew that if you already liked zach galifianakis at that point it was just like any studio comedy really the movie
1: out cold where he played a snowboarder introduced the world to zach galifianakis (laughs) i
0: mean you know i mean the square world like the mainstream mainstream had not heard of zach galifianakis before the hangover and they were like oh this is great and uh i think for people who had already known zach galifianakis they were like oh this is just you know this is a movie it's fine
1: yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like uh, like the Todd Phillips thing. The Todd Phillips thing where he fucking um, said, yeah, that, oh, this is why I don't do comedies anymore, you know, because they're too woke. I, I, I refuse to believe that he said that for any other reason than he was just, like, baiting the press. And he knew that he would get fucking uh, – he knew he would – firmly placed this movie in the culture war and he thought it would be good for for ticket sales
0: i i don't know where to put todd phillips because like i can't tell if he's actually doing any of the things that he does on purpose or if he's kind of like a filmmaking uh like idiot savant because yeah i mean like if you look at his and i'm i don't know i'm kind of a todd phillips apologist because i feel Mm -hmm. like all of his movies have like kind of a specific uh, serious theme which is like white men like acting badly like his first one of his first movies was like a Gigi Allen documentary and then he did it oh. and then he did a documentary about uh, like a fraternity where there was yeah. just like this insane like frat dude who wanted to kill him for a while because it, it was like some state school in New York and this guy was just uh, a psychopath uh, damn and like all That's his movies crazy. have had that theme like undercover in some way but they're all kind of like mainstream like like they're all big studio movies and he's kind of putting that theme in there and i think people sort of took it as like a celebratory thing and i don't think he necessarily intended it that way like at least i mean uh. like if you if you look at like the hangover and then the hangover 2 and everybody hated the hangover 2 because it was kind of like treating everything that happened in the hangover 1 as if it was like serious like what what right. is wrong with this guy like who what would drive the kind of people uh, who are actually in this movie? If this was uh, real right. life, and it, and it wasn't like fun anymore, it was like a dangerous kind of weird thing where they like go to Thailand and and fucked up shit happens. And uh, yeah. all his movies are kind of like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether or not uh, I don't know whether or not he's a good filmmaker because personally, like, it I makes, don't like art.
0: Makes movies that look good. I mean, this movie looked <laughs> great. It looked incredible. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it looked really, really good. All I saw when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh shit, this is Joker meets Taxi Driver and I'm fucking in. Like, I was was super down with it. And like, you know, it had its faults. It was like, there was a... Maybe more dancing in it than was necessary. There was more dancing than I needed. There's a lot of, like, he looks really cool with the clown paint and a cigarette. It kind of gave me the, you know, Suicide Squad fucking Jared Leto vibes where I was just like, I get it. The Joker is cool. Uh, Yeah, but but
2: Joker is kind of fun to look at.
1: (laughs) He's fun to look at and it's cool and stuff, but, like i get it you don't have to he doesn't have yeah. to be that cool yeah he doesn't have um, to be what I did like the what I,
0: dancing clown person. Like we get it he's the joker he's having fun
1: yeah yeah but um in terms of like good uh, dancer or- though yeah he's Sir, a really good yeah. dancer it kind of made you realize that like just having smooth movements would it goes a long way in life you know do you, yeah, mean, you consider like, I, yourself I, I, a smooth I'm, movement guy or are you more no, a i'm not jerky? i'm a very I'm a I'm a very jerk I I jerk around. Like I I move in in odd angles and people can tell and they look at me and they're like, Oh, he's not a serious person. Do you think Uh, maybe you could change that? His hands shake a lot when
0: he eats and stuff?
1: (laughs) Yeah, my hands shake a lot. I breathe weird when I eat. Makes my girlfriend (laughs) mad. Yeah. But no, I'm like I I look at the way like he's just able to move his body, and I'm like ah oh, man, if I could move like that, shit, sky's the limit. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, one of my favorite things about it was with I, I don't tend to really like comic book movies at all because they yep. I mean they generally feel like the same thing over and over again, and because yep. I'm not bought in like I, yeah. I'm a, I'm a sports fan. I think I look at. Like, comic book fans, the way they look at me, we're both yeah. like, uh, I don't fucking get it, but I kind of understand it because I like this thing. Um, yeah. But, uh, but I loved it because I, the, where I get lost a lot of times is there's just a giant action scene that everyone seems yeah. to, like, yeah. come over. And, like, those just – they completely wash over to me. Like, action scenes in movies – I think to me are like when like a 65 year old hears like EDM
0: and they're like, yeah. it's all
2: the fucking same. And I'm like, no, you don't fucking get it.
1: Yeah. But no, Action scenes
0: tons. just don't work for me. Oh yeah. Especially, yeah, I mean the way they're done in most Marvel movies, like especially, especially like the Captain America ones, like the stunt choreography is terrible and you get like, it's just like close-ups on like fists and then like it's shaking around like you can't even actually see what's happening like the only fights that are good are the ones that are kind of like a dance where you're sort of appreciating it in the same way you would like a ballroom dance Uh, (laughs) and then like these yeah and then there's a lot of them where it's just like you're supposed to be enjoying just like the outcome of a punch without seeing how it happened and you're like well what the fuck is the point of that Yeah.
1: yeah yeah it's it's and also it's all like It's fake live action, so I don't give a shit. Like I'm not seeing someone actually doing hand to hand combat, which like it's like with the Fast and Furious movies. It's when when they were doing like when they were actually Tokyo Drifting, (laughs) I was down. But like when they're (laughs) when they're like trying to you know drive a car into a helicopter, I'm like ah, you get the CG in there, and then I might as well be watching a fucking cartoon. That's how I feel about like most of these action scenes. And I was thinking about The Dark Knight and how i you know my viewing experience anytime i see that movie on tv and it's literally i fast forward through any of the batman shit where he's like fighting unless he's doing hand-to-hand combat with fucking joker uh and then mostly i just watch it for the joker shit and yeah. so this and i
0: think it's i think it's weird because i feel like this in a lot of ways is like a more mature take on the uh topic than the dark knight movies are because i feel like yeah. everybody watched the dark knight movies and they're like oh man the joker is just like this agent of chaos and i'm just like what, that...
1: what, if, <laughs> Who cares? what if comic book movie greedy <laughs> yeah like you have regular comic book movie but more grit so we like sometimes uh a superhero don't look so smooth like sometimes they have at five o'clock shadow bags under <laughs> eyes sometimes they breathe hard cuz they tired like gritty though yeah
0: and i think part of the joy for me of this movie I love is love gritty
1: just... <laughs> movies i'm sorry yeah. go
0: ahead i mean part of the joy of watching this movie was like seeing someone be like oh you want gritty like here's gritty and then all the people who said that they liked that like immediately reacted terribly and they're like oh this is ho- this is horrible i hate it and i was like yeah. well no this yeah. is this is what it would be like if the joker was like a real person
1: I gotta say that the the in terms of like superhero movie, this is probably the most removed from being a superhero movie superhero movie that's ever existed to the point where it reminds me there is this my favorite onion headline is uh chris tucker uh looking to do a smaller more independent rush hour film <laughs> and, <laughs> like that that's what it feels like movies are nowadays it's like now we have your oscar bait uh fucking <laughs> yeah. superhero movies you know you you have your romantic comedy superhero movies you know you have your um kooky goofball rated r comedy superhero movie like but it has to have a fucking superhero it has to be connected to a franchise and but in this case i thought uh yeah it's pretty good b plus solid people
0: yeah i mean like i reacted badly to all as soon as it started incorporating uh you know people Batman. that people that i knew and like he's gonna kill bruce wayne's parents again i sort of reacted badly to it because i was like ah oh, man i've we've heard this fucking story so many times uh already yeah but at the same time i did like that they made the wayne family these like sort of uh neoliberal fascists
1: yes that was the best (laughs) he's like a billionaire
0: he's like a woke billionaire who uh doesn't appreciate uh the joker's lack of civility
1: yeah and he's just like i I know what's best for all the piggies and and it's just like cool man (laughs) you seem like a good leader and yeah and people like we're you know buy into that kind of shit it's you know it doesn't hold him it it doesn't hold bruce wayne or thomas wayne to be a hero in any sense and i think that is cool i'm glad that i mean i I love
0: the i love the idea of the joker as like this scary apolitical uh, anarchism versus uh the the Wayne family as this sort of uh noblesse oblige fas- fascism where uh it's like of course people are going to turn to like the nice authoritarian uh to get rid of the uh scary uh, unknown the just arbitrary yeah. fa- arbitrary anarchy that the joker has inspired
1: yeah
2: yeah, I, the one scene that, that really did, so like halfway through the movie, I had not had the epiphany that the girlfriend was going to be fake, and oh, I was yeah. sitting here going like, well, if this is how he gets the girl, of course this is fucking incel porn, like what in the <laughs> fucking shit, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. when, when that finally happened, I snapped back, and I was like, oh wow, they, that just saved me, it brought me right back in, because everything else I had loved, but the one scene that like, in retrospect, still doesn't make sense to me, like, a lot is when he's able to confront Thomas Wayne in the bathroom and it's like there's like a giant protest outside of this venue with all rich people it's like where all the cops and all the security are and he just walks like 10 paces to the side of the protest (laughs) and just walks right in and puts on like a fucking Wes Anderson butler costume
1: yeah and just starts
0: fucking hanging out (laughs)
1: <laughs> he's an evil genius dude He's an evil genius <laughs> yeah, yeah but I love he that
0: he like, goes to confront Thomas Wayne And he doesn't even really know what he's trying to like say to him And immediately kind of yeah. just gets cucked by Thomas Wayne yeah. And, yeah. And, by,
2: and, and you know, obviously Thomas Wayne is not made out to be a sympathetic figure, but like at the same time, if some cr- like legitimately crazy woman had been saying that her crazy son was your kid, you'd probably be like, Hey, get the fuck out oh, yeah. of here. Oh yeah. He was,
1: <laughs> he, he had every right to punch him in that moment, it purely out of self defense. Yeah, uh, b- Because the dude is like literally a crazy man who just choked out his butler like a day ago. In fact, <laughs> yeah. I was surprised he didn't start screaming. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, no, I mean, for sure, there was, like, you know, him doing that, I thought, well, okay, if we're talking about The Girlfriend, it brings me to a whole other point where this movie, what it's really about, is not politics, all right? It's uh-huh. superhero uh-huh. shit. It's what about this movie, that sweet, sweet tang? It's about that sweet, sweet pussy. No, what this movie <laughs> is really about is uh the kind of people who choose stand-up comedy
0: as a profession i was i was gonna get to that because like i feel like that's the one area that we have like legitimate expertise here is that like all right so the joker is a failed uh stand-up comedian and now we have you know we have a panel of of differing levels of uh failed stand-ups uh on the show
1: first of all kill yourself uh yeah all right how about that i was putting you at the
0: highest level fuck you my album Junior Varsity yeah. is
2: available right now on all <laughs> platforms. It debuted at number one with probably 14 purchases. <laughs> <laughs> number one's number one,
1: dude. It's I a know, goddamn I took credit. I know. You
2: can't take those screenshots back, baby. I got you them can. all. You They're can forever, suck on dude. my sweet dong, baby. E- yeah, eat my asshole. One.
1: Eat my asshole, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> eat my asshole like it's a hot dog. He pot, would. But. He loves he the would. Butt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like... Uh the first thing that I saw cuz I saw the movie with my girlfriend uh and and her friend Natalie and uh you know uh they were talking throughout most of it and I kept leaning over being like um are lucky men even let you in here and then, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is for us no um, uh no but uh, as we were watching uh you know the girl uh you know this beautiful uh woman is
0: is like his girlfriend all of a sudden Zazie and, beats. yeah she's great from and, uh, yeah, she's, uh uh sorry to bother you
1: yes and yeah. uh and she uh yeah and um, francesca uh was kind of like come on this makes no sense why would why would she go out with this fucking loser and i'm like look at me and you right now (laughs) let's be real here stand-up comedy it's one of those things i don't know why but in the world of stand-up comedy you see trash ass men like me uh able to attract women who are way way out of their league and so i thought no you and
0: you and joaquin both have those piercing eyes we do, and we we <laughs> we have the piercing
1: eyes. Uh, we have the beautiful svelte body, uh-huh. and uh, and we both uh, do most of our acting with our shol- shoulder blades. That's why but-
2: you're known as Flapping Phoenix.
1: That's why <laughs> they know Flappy Phoenix. All right, how <laughs> dare it? No, but walking. I
0: mean, he is like the epitome of like ugly beautiful. He's like asymmetrical yes. in almost every way, but then he's like, I don't know. He just has that sort of energy and presence that you could. Yes. You could see him getting anyone. I don't know. He's got... Uh, but, the,
2: but the thing that was insanely unrealistic and when I was like, get the fuck out of here, is I was like, second date is to your mom's hospital bed? No one's second <laughs> date is yes. to the mom's hospital bed.
1: That's, that's when I knew that they were going to make it a delusion and honestly, it bummed me out. I think that's the biggest flaw of the movie, which yeah. I am now convinced is about being a stand-up comic, is that like, just be honest. Like, I... I, like women will date a scumbag comic for a while before especially, they realize,
0: especially if the second date happens to be like to the mom's hospital bed. Cause now she's like stuck with this guy. Cause she has to provide support. Like she has to provide his emotional support. Even if she doesn't, doesn't want to in that situation, like she, she believes could, in his talent. <laughs> she could either run at that point or she's sort of stuck with him for at least four more dates.
1: Yeah, man, I mean, I, I thought that was, I, I, I wish you know, that was a bitch-ass move to, to make her uh, a delusion, but also it makes a lot of sense, whatever. It makes sense uh,
2: because he's also not a comic, so like when you realize that he's an untrustworthy narrator, you're like, oh yeah no one would pull out of that fucking tailspin of a set and have it end well the way they initially True. played it yeah oh so, like uh, he's
0: not uh, a stand up comic he's a crazy guy who writes weird jokes oh but you, yeah. we've like, all, we've all been to open mics where some crazy guy like happens to uh, just like inadvertently find that gear that's like perfectly hilarious and just crushes right
2: accidentally hilarious oh yeah i I know like 15 jokers and they all laugh the exact same way in the back of the room the way he did at the wrong moment you know someone's like so the other day i was at the
1: store and he's like
2: (laughs) yeah that exists go to any open mic and you'll fucking hear that
1: and that's the truth about comics i think in general is is that like uh, and that's why i was convinced it was a movie that had a deep knowledge of stand-up comedian psyche is because like Uh, when you see enough stand-up comedy, you don't laugh at the punchlines. No, you laugh laugh at the setups. All you do is laugh at setups because you're just... you because nothing now you're just interested in the jokes your brain is making. Yep. And so like when they do the setup, you go, Oh, there's so much there. And then whatever their punchline is, it usually isn't very good. And then you move on.
0: Or, or also, they have a setup that's just so off the wall that like you're laughing yes. at the idea that someone thought that this setup or this premise was relatable, was a good start. even though it's yes. like the most esoteric thing in the universe.
1: Yeah, or or so hacky and basic that you're just like I can't believe you're yeah. saying this out loud. This this requires a <laughs> sociopathic level of like misunderstanding of of like today's culture.
2: Um, they also yeah. did another smart thing that that showed that it was a movie that actually understood comedy and wasn't just gonna throw it under the bus. Which was to when you're having a comic on stage for a scene, get a good fucking comic. Have Gary yes. Goldman and Sam Morril like that's... Yeah
1: the right yeah, yeah. way
2: to do that don't have a fucking actor who's not going to know timing or anything yes
1: yeah the fact that they knew to actually uh to to book comics to play comics i was like okay they get comedy uh
0: and, and, oh and uh, by the way the joke that he tells on uh on on robert de niro's show i forget what robert de niro's name is but the joke yeah. that he tells the knock knock joke he tells is amazing oh it's, <laughs> wait what, what was it he was again? like knock knock Who's there? Who's there? And he's like, "It's the police. Your husband, your wife's been killed in a car accident, or something like that." Yeah, you're, yeah. <laughs> your wife's been killed by a drunk driver. Yeah. <laughs> it was that was a great joke. If someone told that joke, I mean, on on TV, that would be amazing. Uh, yeah, it's a very good joke, and and, uh, and
1: also uh, what <laughs> what I enjoyed about it is like as a as a comedian, I thought it was very funny. And once again, insight into the life of stand up comedy that like, of course, the fucking alt comic who uh, dresses like a clown gets a goddamn late night set. (laughs) It's like they get all the sets and it's always before they're ready. They go up and they fucking they they they're they're weird. Look how weird they are. Yeah. Like they just told. They told 15 one-liners, uh, and, and they wore clown makeup, and they had a honky nose.
2: Just it's something because- new and different. It's like comedy that isn't funny. We've never seen this before. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. It's just every time, man. What I, I, and I did enjoy um, the entire conversation. Like, leading up to that moment where he's on the late night show was a brilliant move because you knew he wasn't going to kill himself because he's a fucking joker but you also didn't know how far this movie was willing to take it Yeah, like, is he is he going to kill the late night show host and when they did uh there was uh, like i felt it not just as someone who enjoys like agents of chaos but as a comic i felt this rush of joy yeah. when the late night show host was shot in the head yeah. i was
0: like Oh, yeah.
1: Get them all. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: so, no, I, I, so, like, when I was watching, and I wrote about this in my review, but uh, my take on that was sort of, like, if you've ever seen that SNL sketch where it's, like, the uh, convention of evil, of mad scientists, and they're, like, uh-huh. presenting their evil inventions... Uh, and then the first two people are like they invent like a shrink ray and then the other one invents like a freezing gun and then and then the rock is playing like this dorky scientist and he brings out this robot and he's like uh yeah my invention is uh he's a robot that uh molests children (laughs) and then like (laughs) and then like everybody's horrified and he's like what i thought I thought these were supposed to be like evil inventions. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) and they're like, no, we didn't mean like that. Like, I feel like that was everyone's reaction to the scene where he shoots Robert De Niro is like, Oh, we didn't think you meant that kind of twisted.
1: Yeah. 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 I'm glad they went there, man. I mean, it was, it was something that I'm sure was not easy to pull off. Just like, I don't know, IP wise, because like you're tying now this character of Joker to a movie in which he is more of a crazed psychopathic killer than any other supervillain I think has ever been where like just the cold blooded nature. I mean, sure, Thanos, you know, literally holocausted half of, you know, uh, the planet earth, but you know, it's different when you just see it I, the way the movie plays out, it's basically
0: Taxi Driver. No, it's you know? the, so it's the uh, like it's it's the human interest story. Like if you've ever seen uh, Ace yeah. in the Hole, this Billy Wilder movie, it's like about a journalist who uh, is yeah. going to going to do a story about this guy who's like trapped in a well. Who they eventually realize is like faking it because he's like. And at one point, he's like, "No, uh, you know, six thousand people dying in a famine, like no one cares. But if you got one person trapped in a hole." Like, everyone cares. Like, we've seen the Joker yeah. murder, like, thousands of people already, but yeah. just the fact that you showed him murder one person graphically has so much more impact than all of the other yes. Joker deaths combined. It's, it's just intimacy, Yeah, you know? exactly.
1: Yeah. A nice it's like
2: uh, knowing the Wilt Chamberlain fucked hundreds of women is not interesting, but if he fucks
0: your girlfriend, you'll be very yeah. interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and and it's kind of like you know, like all the Dark Knight movies were supposedly like gritty and realistic, but then uh, but then people reacted terribly to this one because uh, it actually was realistic. Like you could actually imagine, like we have seen people kill people on TV at this point. And it's like, it's like a real thing that you have to associate with real life. And so it's like a, the reaction to it's a whole different level.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, so what did you think about everything, uh, that, happened in the interview leading up to the murder because it was one of those things where this was the first time that he had ever had a prolonged conversation with anyone as the joker you know and so he kind of changed his voice he was he was kind of doing the mark hamill like a, like a little bit like it's a little femme you know what i mean like he he had kind of an, an effeminate voice to it and effeminate movements but i just was like uh, there, there was part of me that was like, "This is a big, uh, this is a big change uh, in terms of how I've kind of experienced this character."
0: Um, I mean, I like the fact that he, like he, w- he became a symbol to people, even though he had no point of his own. Like he, like, yeah. he, he couldn't articulate any of the things that he was upset about.
1: Yeah, that was good. I did like that. At one point, he just yelled, "Society!" <laughs> which uh, which is like his gripe was like people are mean to me yeah it really was it was people are mean to me which is i mean you know it's pretty pretty perfect in terms of like you know uh, not trying to make this character like a political statement or like uh anything other than like uh, a crazed madman who just finally lost it like i was a little bit worried they were going to fall into the, like, falling down territory. Yeah. You know, that movie Falling Down with Michael uh, Douglas, I thought about falling like, down
0: all, like, the whole time.
1: Yeah, and I was just like, uh, is this going to be about how he's, like, just so tired of all these Puerto Ricans stealing a sign and he's just going to be, like, this kind of like racist caricature. Yeah, but,
0: but like falling down was kind of smart about that too, because falling down, like he's, he's going on this rampage and he goes into the gun store and he finds out the guy's a neo-Nazi and the guy's like, we love you, man. And he realizes that the, that these Nazis are idolizing him and he's kind of horrified. So like even falling down was kind of, uh, smart about like the, how a person could have those personal issues and, right. and be, and still be like a symbol for all the wrong reasons.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For, I mean, for sure. But it's still like at the end of the day, it was like people playing rap music too loud. And <laughs> yeah. Just, like like who who it appealed to uh, was was definitely like people who think that uh, rap music is the fall of Western society. A- and so I was a little worried that like about what his targeting was going to be, like who is he going to target? And then. uh and not that like it made it better that he targeted three white dudes in business suits, but it was like, it was more about who's being mean to me. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was, I thought that was good. And that like, it, there was like, there's no fucking, you know, uh, th- it's not that deep, you know, there's right no Yeah, he practice. wasn't even
2: trying to be a hero on that, on that train. He was just like the second they, he was just accidentally laughing cause he had right, condition. Exactly. And then he's like, Oh, they fucked with me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Right. And he's just trying not to get beat up, which uh, which was uh, which, by the way, the movie brought back uh, something that I think is very important, which is that the song send in the clowns is such a good song <laughs> yeah like that is steven sondheim's greatest hit that song is so good dude
0: i i uh i read one review that objected to the idea that finance bros would know the song uh send in the clowns but i was like i could see one finance bro knowing the song send in the clowns
1: it's a big enough song i, I could see it but yeah there's the the, the yeah that's an interesting point um but no, yeah. Hey, you never know. People grow up uh, uh, in rich families. Musical theater is a part of it. I could see it. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, I, I like the idea that there was a lot of people on the internet who were like writing articles about why I'm not seeing Joker. Oh, my God. That's like,
1: honestly, today's equivalent of why I left San Francisco. <laughs> no one yeah. fucking cares, dude. Yeah. No one yeah. fucking cares. <laughs> yeah. No one has ever cared why you did anything. Shut the fuck up and eat your slop. Writing something
2: about deciding not to do something is, and this is overused, but it is the most millennial thing ever.
1: It, it really is, it and really I'm gonna is. write. If
2: we should write an article. That's why I'm not writing articles about things I'm not going to do, <laughs> <laughs> because I'll probably actually just go do something and maybe write about
1: that. Oh, I like it. You got a you got a little a little McSweeney's on your hand <laughs> Oh
2: shit! Uh-oh. You're gonna Good
1: have job. that McSweeney's
0: credit. No, uh- that's
1: really. That's so true though just, man that is just very much so intrinsic to our generation.
0: And just uh just like on a basic level I like movies set in that time in the crumbling like dangerous New York uh time period um yeah. partly because Gotham. I mean I love the idea of that he's got like a clown uh, locker room where him and the other clowns go. Like it's it's basically like the clown union office and I oh, love I love, the, it. <laughs> I love the idea that there was like a clown union where there's like a bully there and then there's like a little person there and and mm-hmm. and everybody's going there and they're you know they have like in a weird way it's like they live in this crumbling time period where everything sucks like garbage is literally piling up on the street yeah. but they still have community in a way that like our generation doesn't have like there's yeah. no there's no like union office for like shitty blogs you know there's like like we're not yeah. going to a place where we're seeing our peers and, and having uh, real-world interactions with them like that. Well, was it always... I mean, yeah.
2: So, like, I, I don't know how much backstory has been done on Joker, but ha- has it ever gone this far back? Or was this the first time that it was no, like, yeah, I he don't... was a clown and he was a
0: stand-up comic? Both hilarious ideas. I don't think it's so. The, I mean, in the Batman... Not in the movies. It, in, the in the Michael Keaton one, it's just that he's like a guy who falls into a vat of acid and, like, has a permanent that's, smile. That's
1: all, that's so all of the OG Tim comic ones. book. Yeah. <laughs> The Tim Burton ones where everyone fell into a vat of something. Like <laughs> like that's that's what happened to Mr. Freeze. That's what happened. That's in a way, that's what happened to Robin. Uh, it should be I its mean, own
2: genre is just Vat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I love Vat it. School. Vat Man.
1: I love
0: that. No 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 And he's just he's just severely burned. I love the idea that like the like this entire like modern superhero phenomenon was basically started by like a weird goth kid who wanted to shoot superheroes because they had like tight bondage costumes. <laughs>
1: yeah 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 it's pretty sick
0: like what if the joker wore makeup and had like an underground layer and did like a or sorry a penguin Uh, what if the penguin had like an underground layer and like a a weird army of goth penguins that was i mean saturday returns is fucking brilliant i love it so much
1: Uh, yeah i do love the idea that tim burton's entire career has been like all right this movie uh, I like the concept. It needs to make me more horny. So, yeah, yeah.
5: Here's what I'm so, thinking.
0: I'm thinking pale chicks, big tits, lots of makeup, and people are kind of weird and quiet. And
1: for like after I come, I just want to look at some cool things. So let's say the gangsters <laughs> of the future are all wearing uh let's stuff that you can see under a black light. All right? So they're wearing like raver paint, and then when I get horny again – Catwoman, <laughs> yeah uh
0: that's great i mean yeah, so the man, anyway it's all the, the ending plus. though yeah the
2: ending is is basically that he does not get out of that car though right that he is captured and that that's a hallucination and that's how he ends up in the hospital again it's hard that's to what tell
1: the, it's hard to tell what the ending because i felt like the ending um it was ambiguous because you know that well, it's unambiguous in that you know that the Joker always breaks out of Arkham Asylum.
0: Right. It's kind of right. like it, it's it's uh it's crushed under the weight of like a thousand like other Batman franchises. That part. Like, right. It's like so, it's 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 all like based on whatever your perception of like Joker as like a cultural figure. And and right. and,
1: and it's part of it is like is is it a setup for the idea that this movie uh if it hadn't done well, could stand alone as something that exists outside. Like he's not actually, uh, Arthur Fleck. Like that's just a, it's a made up backstory there. You know, like this is just some guy who was delusional or like, like all
0: future go, all future jokers are cosplaying as this joker who became right, all like future- a symbol. Yes. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought that like it was part of it was like hedging on whether or not this would be the Joker movie. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I assume that what the he was after you know the shot of him walking down the hall, he's got bloody footprints. So I assume he killed the woman who was inter or who was like. Talking oh to the shit! Work. I
0: didn't fucking. I yeah, did that's not like make my that least connection. favorite part because like at the end he becomes like the lovable Joker scamp that we all know from other stuff. Whereas like the because Joker of
1: running around and stuff.
0: Yeah, he's like, oh, he's like an agent of chaos, and it's kind of. Yeah, I was I mean, so I would like finished a yeah. uh, like I went to one of those theaters
2: where you can buy booze, so I'd like finished a half bottle of wine. I was like, "Why are his feet red?"
0: <laughs> I didn't understand it. <laughs> he must have stepped in some wine that he spilled. I
1: did probably not even the wine. get it, dude. <laughs> I mean, I, I I assume that was it, but also is like is f- it was like a perfect bloody footprint going up and down the hall. So I, I don't really know. It could all be delusion. It doesn't really matter. I mean, that's, the you know, the there's going to be more. I think he signed on to do, like, a sequel, which, I, I you know, at first I had heard that news that he had signed on to do a sequel before I saw the movie, and I was like, God damn, gross. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. And then when I saw the movie, I was like, you know, I'm actually kind of interested to see what they would do in a second one, just because, oh, like... Totally.
0: Because... I mean, I love the idea of, like, bloated, fascist Ben Affleck, Batman... Uh, having well, to take no. on, uh, you know, seventy-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. was the thing. They did
1: make. Uh- at that point what he's got to be he's 45 or something he's a 45 year old talking to like a 10 year old kid so like by the time batman (laughs) comes of age he is a senior citizen yeah (laughs) like but that's even better because
0: you got this roided up like rich batman who thinks he's speaking truth to power by like beating the shit out of a a senior citizen weirdo uh mental health issues yeah (laughs)
1: yeah it's 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 very strange it's like i i I don't know why they did the age difference but and we're supposed to we're supposed to root
0: for like the roided up batman against the the joker who's like was like tied tied to a radiator when he was little yeah
1: yeah that's the thing is like i don't know how you can continue in this universe uh with a batman storyline In which, I mean, I just don't know how you're going to get me to feel any sympathy for Batman. And that's the one thing I'll give credit where credit is due to um, the one good part of I think it was like Batman versus Superman or or it was the other one. I think it was Batman versus Superman where Superman just says to Batman's face like, oh, yeah, you're that you're that rich guy who goes around beating up all those poor people. And I was (laughs) like, damn, that is uh, that's wild. dude. That's wild. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how Batman can exist in this world of the Joker unless they decide to do, like, these movies are completely from the perspective of Joker so you can understand why he is a, you know, mass-murdering psychopath. I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. I
0: just – I don't care to try to incorporate him into the world of Batman. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it's... that as a movie. I don't need it to yeah. connect. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um. So – and i'm Uh, so
1: tired of women (laughs) telling me that i can't like it
0: yeah so matt when you were talking about rap music um i like i made a note uh of things i wanted to uh, bring up this week i was listening to uh the mogul podcast which is pretty brilliant um is that is that the gimlet's uh podcast about rap yeah so the second season is about two live crew yeah um and at one point like it's about you know two live crew going up against all the like focus on the family guys who are yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know upset about uh rap music's uh, effect on the children which is funny i feel like it ties into the joker because like in some ways like the liberal establishment have become Focus on the family where we're constantly worried about like uh you know people getting mm-hmm. inspired by art like we think people are going to Go on a killing spree because they saw Joker or yes. something.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. We're all uh, we're all like a bunch of fucking Tipper Gore's now. Yeah, who are be like? There should be a parental advisory sticker in front of the Joker. This Joker is problematic. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> And it's the same... The thing that I that I found interesting about that, though, is the whole debate around, like, especially some cities, like, outlawing it or saying, oh, you shouldn't go see this because it's going to inspire this, it mirrors, unfortunately, the same debate that people make a- around guns where it's like, well, the people who want them are going to go fucking get them.
1: Yeah, right. You know, they're yeah. going to go
2: see it. It's not like the kid who's disenfranchised is going to be like, damn, this... Old woman on, uh, you know, CNN told <laughs> me that the Joker's yeah. evil, so I should definitely chill out.
1: Yeah, yeah. the whole panel at Bill Maher d- d- said we can't see this movie, so I guess <laughs> we won't. Uh, yeah
0: Uh, yeah so uh and so then the 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 season is about uh two live crew that being
1: said two live crew as a kid did teach me that face down ass up that is the way i like to (laughs) fuck that's 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 very nice you know yeah it's just i gotta i gotta say i see both sides yeah so it has it had
0: like a, a couple a couple clips of like my favorite thing in the world which is Uh, you know people like really square white people trying to explain uh, really, yeah really raunchy rap yes Uh, and it's so good so I got uh, a couple clips of that
3: this is one of those examples of uh, socially irresponsible uh, material and so I found that just to listen to the record one time there were 87 descriptions of oral sex (laughs) (laughs) There are 117 <laughs> explicit references to male and female genitalia. Fuck
0: that pussy and make it mine.
3: 226 uses of the word fuck. <laughs>
4: 163
3: uses of the word bitch when referring to women. You'll be my bitch, not a dirty hoe. They talked about male <laughs> ejaculations nine times. You would drink my
4: cum. <laughs>
3: group sex four times we
4: all got naked, no time to
3: front. oral and anal sex
4: let me stick my dick in you
3: so i'm thinking <laughs> to myself what 8 10 12 year old <laughs> uh just
0: like any square white dude describing two live crew is my favorite thing ever. With data. I, I, I love the, s-
2: the big data, the straight faced big data approach to hip hop as if it's like even yeah. appropriate to use in the scenario is so
0: fucking I hilarious. I mean, what it reminds me I, of I've, is like- when I've made a word cloud of
1: all of the most common <laughs> words. It just yeah. says and we cum have,
0: in just huge letters. It
1: says <laughs> it says the N word, and it says booty.
0: Yeah. Booty I, uh,
1: means butt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what it reminded me most of was like when I was in college and you know, we were getting drunk in my dorm room and the RA wrote us up and like the RA had written all the things that he heard from outside our room. Like they oh, gave him the cause best. to come into the room to like take our, to take our beer. And then, so then we had to go in, you know, like a week later, totally sober at like nine in the morning. And then like the 60 year old Dean is reading, <laughs> is reading back all our drunk quotes to us. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> One time
1: in middle school uh, I got in trouble in PE class and my my, uh, PE teacher she made me call my mom and tell her that i said out loud to another student uh, that i wanted him to suck my big fat dick <laughs> and i was like mom i can't say it she's like what did you say and then i looked up at her and she uh, she was like say it and i was like i said suck my big fat dick <laughs> And like looking back at that now, it's very funny that I I had to tell my mom to suck my big fat dick. But eye uh, to eye, I <laughs> eye eye. well you know it was over the phone. But oh, uh, and now know, it's okay. like an
0: as an adult, like if th- when this happens to like my kid, I'm gonna like record it and like put it on Instagram. You know? Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. that's hella funny. Yeah. Um. Uh, here's here's another clip of the the two life crew guy.
3: Uh yeah, it the song was called Badass Bitch. And the lyric was, my dick was hard and she was hot like a heater. By the looks of her mouth, she was a dick eater. Don't play dumb. Put your dick in my mouth, in your mouth and make this motherfucker come.
1: Dude, Freudian slip right there. (laughs) Freudian slip. Uh, Uh, You know what I've realized in just listening just to those clips is how much my royalty freestyles are inspired by <laughs> two live crew. Yeah,
0: you're doing Miami bass this whole time. You didn't even know. All
1: it. I'm doing is Miami bass, dude. Like, Miami bass is my freestyling soul. So, uh, next time we do royalty freestyle. You're gonna have to play. You're gonna have to play a Two Life Crew Miami bass beat, and uh, you know that real dirty, dirty bass too, so that I could talk about uh, eating my own cum and shitting my own blood. <laughs>
2: Hell yeah! And then yeah. we'll do a word cloud analysis of it to bring yeah. it all home. We'll it have the like, other guests just go uh, in that song. He mentioned lum lumming his bum bum four yeah. times,
1: <laughs> and uh, the most common used word was flap. I don't know why he kept saying flat, flap, flap, but he said it a lot. That's it is really wonderful hearing like old square white people just reading reading rap lyrics that they find, uh, you know completely deplorable. it's it's free, it's pretty wonderful.
0: And uh, it's a great it's a great show. Bringing this back to uh, Joker a little bit. Um, so uh, these guys. Uh, put a fake sign up at the Arclight Hollywood uh, warning people who are about to see the Joker. Uh, are you the, serious? Yeah, and this one was this from this guy on Twitter, Nick Chiarelli. Um, <laughs> he put a sign up, and uh, it says, Please note, we are enforcing a strict no guys who look like they've never had sex policy for tonight's showings <laughs> of Joker. Uh, due to That's safety... Per- I would love to be the bouncer for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just looking at Walk, it, Walk those and down. new balance the other way, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Due to safety precautions, we will not admit any persons who look like their balls are backed up with cum. Our staff <laughs> will have to inspect your weird balls to make sure you have unloaded ropes into another human within the last year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That is
0: amazing.
2: I,
1: I honestly... I. I uh, I don't think I ever did a deep dive to see who actually out loud, or you know, uh, who attached our name to a blog post that actually has these kinds of opinions. I saw a few tweets from like blue checkmark people who were like, "Honestly, this movie is 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 good, but it also frightens me as to what the outcome could be." But I never saw anything that was. Uh, from any reputable source that was like, this movie is dangerous. Right? So yeah, not, I think I think it's all, not It's, entirely like, it's partly a
0: clickbait clickbait phenomenon because like every, it is. every time like every article that was referencing people saying it was like dangerous or irresponsible like if you read the actual review it's all it's all just like eh, i didn't really like it that much you know it's all like very, the like-
2: backlash to the backlash is actually the bigger story than the actual backlash because everyone's like oh fuck you we can have our movies oh yeah, yeah.
1: i i think so i think it's all a part of kind of like just the the new twitter brand of viral marketing is just kind of like make your movie uh a player in the culture war make it make it about like seeing it isn't just seeing a movie it's seeing a political statement yeah it's voting with your dollar like you it's voting with your dollar you can't
0: see anything anymore it's always just like it's got to be like a vote with your dollar like you can't watch a comedy special because it's funny anymore. You have to yeah. watch it because, you know, Gary Goleman uh, said some really important things about mental health, you know. Right. Exactly.
1: Right. It's just kind of like it all is just people pretending that their their money is, is political praxis. They're just like, yeah, if I, you know, me, me paying to see this is my way of contributing to. Uh, you know the world that I want to live in, and it's like fuck you, dude. No
0: one you have no one to cares. See Booksmart, so that the misogynists don't win.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Except it it didn't work with Booksmart, which I was kind of surprised. But I do you think know why? Because all- it was a shit movie. It was a pretty bad movie, but I also think uh, I didn't see any other marketing outside of Twitter moments. Right. And yeah. I think you have to expand your your ad campaign uh, outside I think that's of social true. media. Yeah. It turns out not
2: everyone is just steeped in the horrific wars of Twitter every day. And it's just that yeah. everyone who is is the people putting shit back out into the Internet. And oh, so it's, it's all yeah. you hear from. Most it's, people yeah. are like just chilling and going to see the Joker and are like, yeah, I like that.
0: It's fucking great living uh, in Fresno now, and just like hearing, like where I'm just like steeped in every Twitter convert in every Twitter, Twitter controversy, and then like everybody yeah. I interact with is like, "Hey, so I heard like uh, people are gonna get shot at Joker screen," you know? It's just like like everybody's <laughs> right. sort of intuited intuited like these bits and pieces of the conversation uh, that's right. going on but like in a very sort of shallow way and not really and it hasn't really doesn't really have an opinion on it in any way it's just dude yeah how much of your time spent socializing is just explaining memes to people oh I don't bother what? like I don't like I like it's actually refreshing to me like to be around people who don't care and are not that's amazing all
1: that is amazing it's like oh that is so that's why I get depressed we were talking about reply all earlier and like I get depressed every time they do the thing where the, the yes yes no or no no yes whatever the one where they yeah one of them reads a tweet I always know one hundred percent. And <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, yeah, and you're I, like fuck. I gotta do I get off this? the fucking internet, dude. Like I wanna be someone who ha- who has to have this explained to me. You but know? even yeah. when like,
0: even when they explain it, like they always find at least like two kernels of things I didn't know about the thing that I thought Oh I, true, I of course. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. I, I wouldn't listen to it if it was just like explaining it basically. Yeah, Matt uh, but, listens to it so he can go, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I yes, knew yes, it. Yes. Yeah, and I then, knew it. Yeah, I know and it. I, <laughs> and then I turn it off immediately. Yeah. I just, I just like uh, to prove to myself that I know all about the internet.
0: Yeah. You're very yeah. smart, Matt.
1: Oh, thank you, dude. Thank you. Yeah, oh, I good.
0: got you, dude.
1: Hell yeah, dude. Speaking yeah.
0: of, hang- All right, I'm going to do the segue now. Like, speaking of hanging out with people.
1: Oh, shit. Every segue, dude. Joey, we need you. you see how I did that? Dude, I crushed that. What segway. are you talking about? oh all right speaking of hanging out with people so
0: joey, i gotta
2: roll in like five to a show too okay you, so this is, this is good
0: this is a segment for you because uh you got to do a podcast with uriah faber uh this week yeah which was, was great awesome. for me as an mma fan because when i saw the picture of you together i was like holy shit joey has found his like long lost brother <laughs>
2: It honestly, it felt like that. I walked into his house, and I was kind of nervous because it was a relatively big fish for the, uh, you know, an exciting guest for the Chubbies podcast, and I was doing shows in Sacramento. Oh, so
0: you went to Sacramento for it. Okay.
2: I was in Sacramento doing shows with Mark Normand, and actually a Fraudcast fan, uh, Courtney... Uh, nice dude came out and he was like, dude, how come you haven't been on the fraud? And then I texted you the next day and I was like, Let's fucking do this. It's so funny, shout out yeah. to him. Like
0: when you uh when you uh when you when you texted me that you wanted to come on again, like I had just gotten an email from uh Schnitzel Bob uh saying, Please bring Joey Avery on to talk about how his life is basically entourage now. <laughs> But which character am I? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're not turtle. That's all you no, have. No, that's good. You're not turtle
2: good 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 uh I but yes dude meeting Uriah was awesome so I go to his house and you know I'm kind of like all right and I walk in and it's just the second I walk in he's just like hey what's up man how you doing he's yeah. just kicking it he's wearing chubbies he's got his kid there <laughs> and we just immediately uh, hit it off I think I think we're best friends now he said he'd beat people up if they were mean to me
0: oh and for the non like MMA nice. fans out there uh Uriah Faber, uh, nicknamed the California kid. He's like uh he's like he's an MMA fighter. He was undefeated for a long time. He's really good, but he's he's like this ultra positive, uh just like the ultimate like surf bro dude. He has this like long, uh lustrous hair, the same kind that Joey used to have until like about a year yeah. ago or so. Um,
2: he he told this perfect story that kind of like summed him up to me, and it was like what I was hoping for. And he was talking about how, like, I was like, wait, so how did... I mean, did you have any idea that UFC would turn out like this? He's like, no, no, not at all. I had no idea. I just... I knew it existed, and I and I was all excited. He's like, I remember driving to Tahoe, listening to some, like, tape that a friend had given me that had one song on it that I really liked, and he's like, I traded, like, all my clothes and coaching gear for it, and I was like, wait, you traded your clothes and coaching gear for a tape and he's like yeah dude i really like the song
1: was it walking (laughs) on sunshine that's it what what song was it
2: i don't i don't he he like sang it out loud it was it was like i'm gonna be bigger than everything bigger than guns bigger than dicks i don't that's a bad paraphrase (laughs) but it was
1: (laughs) bigger than dicks but yeah. it was about
2: how he was gonna be big, and he's like, I was just driving to Tahoe to like hang out for the season, and I was like, you are everything I fucking wanted you to be, dude. He lived up to the hype. It was oh, crazy. I mean, nice. like
0: I remember well, when he was like undefeated, and he seemed like he seemed like such a cocky little prick, and I kind of hated him for a long time, and then uh, and then he fought Mike Brown, and he tried to do he tried to do like a spinning back fist or some crazy move, and like Mike Brown just fucking leveled him with his right and knocked him out, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was so excited when that. Happened because i was like oh finally this cocky little fucker lost and then when they interviewed him afterward he was just like so relentlessly positive about it that like from, th- <laughs> from then on i was like you know what i have to say i actually kind of like this guy he's like yeah bro i don't know you know like sometimes you win sometimes you lose and he was always just so <laughs> positive about the whole experience that i was like all right i can't really help but love this guy
1: i mean i can't imagine not feeling anything but rage if anyone punched me in the face or attempted to like just leveled you
0: and knocked you out cold like in front of your whole friends and family
1: if you slap me i would cry (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. even a
0: verbal smackdown i dislike
1: yeah yeah if you say just a couple of mean words to me i'm just uh, immediately will tear up i just i don't i don't have the constitution for something like that
0: and then recently he just came back after i don't know two years off or three years off uh, I think he's like I don't know what thirty seven, thirty eight now, something like that. 36? Yeah, I don't know. He retired and and like got
2: inducted into the Hall of Fame. He, got, he and then retired was like yeah, I think I want to fight again. And yeah, and he came, came back, back and Damn. he
0: fucking won, and it was like the most inspiring thing.
2: Yeah, no, he's he's a he's a he's the real deal. I gotta he's say, a and just the man. just the nicest dude. Like just like yeah, just cruise over to my house and you know he didn't get really anything out of that like, but he was just uh, just just great.
0: Gotta How love the California fight?
2: kid. How did, did you we,
0: how did you guys hear about I mean how did he know that like how did you guys get in touch for the for, it's first first of all so it's perfect that you're doing the chubbys podcast second of all it's perfect that yeah. Uriah Faber came on the chubbys podcast with you
2: yeah it is it is great it's all fulfilling itself um and it, he I guess has been a chubby's fan for a long time like before I started there and so I asked him, how it all came to be and he basically was like yeah my friend uh like my friend's friend had a pair of shorts that were too small for him and I was smaller and so they gave them to me and they were so comfortable that I wore them like almost every day and he used to do like grappling tournaments in our like swim trunks and shit <laughs> so and perfect. the chubby's founders like saw this and were like what the <laughs> fuck like pre UFC <laughs> we're like what the fuck is this and we'd like like be like dude okay we'll like send you some free stuff so but then we hadn't been in touch in a while and then I saw that he was on our list and I was like I'm hitting this dude up and uh, I didn't know if if he was gonna come through because like I hadn't heard from him in a while, yeah. and then he messages me back and he's like, "Yeah, man, I'll be at my house for the next like hour," and I'm like, "Oh fuck!"
0: I'm like packing up my recording shit, like hopping nice. in the shower. That yeah, was really fun. It's also just like the perfect arc of MMA as like a phenomenon, because like in the early days, all the brands were like Jesus didn't tap and tap out and fucking right, like, all these all this like hardcore like new metal type shit, and then yeah. uh, and then Uriah Faber's like, hey man, uh, yeah, I want to sponsor, I want to get sponsored by like Chubbies and uh, yeah. yeah, that's kind of <laughs> yeah, my brand. Like,
2: I'll wear stuff with pineapples on them. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> Doesn't mean to be an Ed Hardy knockoff with more threatening imagery. Yeah, it
0: doesn't have to be a skull with a Nazi helmet on, which is great. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I I want uh, like a, a like UFC fucking company that makes clothes that say "Tap out" like if you want to.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, If you want, or tap back in, or yeah, tap, tap dance back if your heart yeah. believes in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, if your heart believes in it, tap, baby. Yeah, <laughs> tap, positive. baby.
0: Tap, tap, Hell tap. Yeah. uh all right well joey uh you got to get out of here for a show
1: yep i gotta get
2: out of here but thanks for having me um check out the album junior varsity on all that shit check out the chubby's podcast pier 69 podcast so is it uh joey avery
0: so did you guys joey avery did you guys collaborate on that album or is it just you or do you have everybody from pier 69 on it
2: it is it is all the fellas from pier 69 so we have four different viewpoints so i'm on a you know a a relatively diverse album how about that and it was featured on on james Corden. pretty
1: oh
0: hell yeah dude american and the british josh gad we love him
1: that's right yeah (laughs) that was that was cold as ice bro (laughs) that was cold as ice it's a goddamn credit you better respect that shit
2: oh hell yeah i do yeah i'll tell you i was now i wasn't on james Corden, but the back but of my head was, was, album, head
1: was on that album baby hell yeah. yeah
2: hell yeah dude we got like this
1: a, hell yeah
2: well thanks for joining us
0: we yeah, uh, dude. hey Thank
2: anytime you have you have me back whenever man i got the equipment i i want to i want to talk some shit with you fellas it's been too long
1: yeah dude, it has been too long you got to come back more often the frog fans you know- demanded it yeah. You know where back, I'd be, baby. Back by fraudular demand. I'm oh, sorry. This
2: nice. is a- yeah. fucking kill me. Uh,
1: yeah. thanks. Thanks so much for, for listening, everyone. Frogcast at gmail.com. Send us uh, your emails, uh, you know, any questions, comments, uh what do you think about the Joker? What do you think about women in general? <laughs> um how come they won't fuck you? You
0: know, we'll answer all those questions. Uh Vince, what's the Google Voice number? 415
1: 275 030. Patreon.com slash frogcast. Uh we got uh new episodes coming every week. Uh and I think uh this week we're gonna have JoJo the Rabbit uh and it's gonna be very good. So <laughs> Jojo so check- the Rabbit, yeah. Isn't that what
0: it's called? <laughs> yeah, something like that.
1: What is it called?
0: <laughs> Jojo Rabbit. <laughs>
1: It's, we're gonna have jojo the rabbit uh and <laughs> jojo anyways thanks so much for listening everyone and until next time good night and good chins